Welcome to Inside Groove, the only motorsports show where super modifieds are king, methanol is aromatic, and the drivers carry their balls in a bag. Inside Groove is powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Here's your host and fellow superholic, Race Chaser Media's Tom Baker. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy 2022, everybody. Welcome to the first Inside Groove podcast of 2022. My name is Tom Baker. I am the host of the show, and I am really excited to be back in the saddle for another year of super modified coverage here on the Groove. We actually, um, although you haven't heard from me since uh, before the new year, I've been busy. Uh, We've actually accumulated a number of interviews already that we'll be rolling out here over the course of the next uh, few shows, and we've got a couple of more scheduled. So um, we're off to a good start here. It's just that we haven't started uh, kind of pushing everything out to you. Um, I had a little bit of a um, a hiccup um, New Year's weekend and the following week. I was under the weather for a bit, but um, back... um, Back to full song and really excited about uh, the year and all the things going on in super modified racing. So let me tell you, first of all, this is show number 88, if you're counting. So um, we'll have some fun with that later, as we always do. Um, And let me also tell you who's going to be on the show. We actually, one of the interviews that I did while I was uh, under the weather was with um, the PR director for the Northeast Big Block Super Modified Series, Spencer Morse. Uh, we sat down and spent about half an hour together, and I think you're going to find this to be a very insightful and very interesting and revealing interview. I learned a few things I didn't know uh, during this interview, so excited to present that to you. So that Spencer is our main guest here on this show. Uh, we also have Camden Proud uh, on the show, and this will be the first time that um, I've had a chance to talk with Cam in any form or fashion, really, let alone on the air. Um in a few months because he's been over Norway. So he's back with a new race car for 2022, the former Didero three. So he'll tell us all about that. Uh, Who have we got coming up on future shows? Well, we've got an interview with Robbie Bruce. That's going to be coming up on the next show. Um, We've also got an interview with Bobby Timmons jr. And I really was, Super excited to sit down with Bobby and really enjoyed talking to Rob as well. Been wanting to get Rob on for a while and uh, finally made it happen. And we've got uh, Bobby in the can as well. So uh, he's going to be coming up on a future show to get Jody London on to talk about what he's got going for next year. And we're working on a couple of others. So we're already off to a good start for 2022 here uh, but this show, Spencer Morse and Camden Proud are going to be the two main guests. And honestly, folks, I am not going to spend a lot more time on this opening monologue. I want to get right to the interview with Spencer because I feel like uh, you all will really find this to be interesting. So um, don't have a lot of uh, other news for you, but um, hope that you're all doing well and off to a 
safe and successful start in 2022. So with that, we'll close the open of the show. We're going to step aside for a moment. When we come back, you will hear from Northeast Big Block Super Modified Series PR Director Spencer Morse for the very first time on The Groove. Stick around. Hey, here's a little fish tale for you. It's about a place named Skip's Fish Fry. Skip's Fish Fry is located at 42 West 2nd Street in Oswego. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7. So don't call them on Sunday or Monday. They're gone fishing. They are open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7. They serve a variety of great fish, burgers, Hoffman hot dogs, conies, lobster, soup, salad. They even have cheesecake if you feel like some delicious dessert. I love their haddock pieces. That's one of my favorites. Uh, And they just have great food. It is the best fish in the Port City. I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor of the show. It is one of the first places that I go to eat every time I'm in town. So call Skip's Fish Fry or go visit them on their website at skipsfishfry.com. And by the way, you can order online and just go pick it up. It's a great way to go ahead and take care of the not-so-fun part before you get there. And then when you get there, just pick up your food, bring it home, and enjoy. Skip's Fish Fry, 42 West 2nd Street in Oswego. Go visit them. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Inside Groove. As we continue with this week's program, we have a very special guest, and I have been waiting for a few months now, or a couple months anyways, since I first heard this announcement come out. I have been waiting for the opportunity, and I know many of you have been waiting for me to do it, uh, to sit down and talk with someone from the new Northeast Big Block Super Modified series that is uh, being put on, um, I think I'm going to say, in partnership with the uh, Pro All-Stars series, uh, Spencer Morse. Is that uh, the correct way to to say that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, what it is is it's Tom Mayberry, um, who was a racer, um, raced pro stocks back in the yeah. 90s um and and before and all of a sudden he didn't have a place to race so he started the pro all-star series to give other super late model drivers a place to race and um now uh he's grown that pretty big um he owns uh auction plane speedway runs thompson um and uh he sees that uh some of the same things are happening for super modified drivers around uh around new england in the northeast and uh so he put this together um so it'll be uh you know in connection with pro all-star series same staff same people um but it'll be uh it's you know its own separate entity as well what was the reasoning behind this what problem or what uh what need you know what what was the Tom's reason for pulling this together. What 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 is it he's trying to do here that uh wasn't being served by Isma or obviously Oswego's uh, not a tour, but what 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 is he kind of trying to accomplish here? What 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 was the genesis? Well, you know, so the the big thing is is Tom, I mean Tom has enough stuff going on uh with with Oshplane Speedway with Pass uh with Thompson. Um he's got a, he's got a lot of irons in the fire, but he started, you know, having people reach out to him and say that, boy, you know, I don't know if, if this big block super modified thing is going in the right direction. Really? Uh, we can't afford to travel. Um, we can't afford to, 
you know, take all these days off from work to, to travel to Michigan or, you know, for this area, even Oswego is, is quite the travel. Um, you know, it's, they, they couldn't afford to keep doing what they were doing. And the races that were happening in the Northeast, the car counts weren't great. They, uh, you know, at the time that, that we started really getting serious about putting something together, um, the only date Isma had on the schedule was, was Claremont. At that time, um, Star with Bobby Weber, you know, the rumor had it it was going to be a small block show for the classic. Oh, wow. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff up in the air at that point. Um, and we just didn't want to see it go away. We didn't want to see um, see it die out. Um, Tom has had Isma race at Oxford in the past. Um, unfortunately, it was only once just because it wasn't financially feasible to have him there all the yeah. time. Um, and, you know, that's what all these other tracks are struggling with, too. Um, so in order to get the Northeast Big Block Series, uh, uh, Super Modified Series, to show up to your racetrack, it's less expensive. Um, you can race close to home. You can, we're going to put a gear roll together so that you're not turning these motors crazy RPMs, just like, um, you know, you talked about in your last episode. Um, these guys have kind of gone crazy with, with motors. Um, it's just too expensive. No doubt. Um, so we, uh, we decided to look into it a little bit and, uh, we found a, um, a GM spec motor that we think can work. Um, it's not going to be mandatory that you run that spec motor, but we're going to make it so that that spec motor can be competitive. So you can go out and spend $16,000 one time and have a good motor and not be spending these crazy amounts to, to rebuild them and, you know, to, to purchase them up front. So that's all it is, is to try to save, um, save costs and, and really save big block supers too in this area. It's interesting. Um, so let's you, you talked about a number of things there. Let's talk about the um, let's talk about the cost first. So you say that um, one of your shows compared to an Isma show is going to be less cost. So I'm assuming you're saying the purse is lower. So what is going to be the purse for one of these shows? I think that's still um, a little bit up for discussion. Um, obviously, we're hoping to obtain. Um, some sponsorship and, and, and some things of that nature. Um, but, uh, you know, and obviously we're going to have some, some big shows um, as well. So I think the purse is still um, kind of being worked out. I know that uh, at our rules meeting, um, we passed out a couple of different purse options. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways you can go about it with a purse. You can, you know, pay a lot uh, to the top, you, you know, on the top, or you can pay, deeper in the field obviously um when you've only got 12 cars showing up at some events um paying deeper in the field doesn't add a whole lot to the actual purse that you're paying out um so we kind of gave them the some options um they said that all three of them looked pretty good i mean the the thing is is that they're not going to have to travel and get hotel rooms they're not going to have to um take all this time off from work it's going to it's going to be cheaper for them to go and run the events, and the purse is going to be within reason um, to, to an ESMA show. Okay. Let's talk about the motors, because you mentioned uh, a gear roll, and you mentioned a spec motor. Now, you know, man, I, I'll be the first to say that I've been among those over the last number of years that have said that eventually – 
somehow, some way, we've got to get the cost of a super modified down. I mean, it you you can only go so far before you've crossed the point of no return, and um, you know, and so obviously the big block motors are really, really pricey. Now, with that mm-hmm. being said, though. Um, the other side of that coin is you say, well, a guy can, will spend 16 grand one time and then, you know, we'll have a, a, a good motor. But if the guy, if the guy's got three $50,000 big block motors, what does he do with those? And how are you going to ensure that the big block motors that everybody has can be competitive with the spec motor? Um, mm-hmm. you know, how are you going to keep a level playing field there? Um, so that you give the guys the opportunity who don't want to buy the spec, you give them the opportunity to, to compete with the motor they have without overpowering the spec. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, so basically, um, you know, we want them to show off with their, with the motors that they've got. Uh, you know, we don't want to cost anybody a whole bunch of money right yeah. out of the gate. That's the, that's, that's not what we want to do. Yeah. Um, well, what we do want to do is that if you've got one big motor um, and you blow the thing up, then instead of buying another one, maybe you maybe you entertain Don't the option the of going with the crate. Yeah. And, um, it's going to be it, it's going to be a lot of gearing. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of testing uh, that we're going to have to do to make sure that um, you know we can to to find the right gear rule for each track. Um, you know, but essentially we're going to make it so that those those big motors aren't turning the crazy amount of RPMs that they are. And that that uh, that spec motor, um, Brian Algresso picked one up used even. So there's even a used market out there if you didn't want to spend the full $16,000 on it. Okay. Um, and uh, he's going to throw it in a car and we're going to go, uh, you know, we're going to go see how it stacks up. Um, we'll figure out uh, kind of from there what we'll, you know, what we'll have for an initial gear rule. Um, basically, uh, Robbie Summers is going to run, uh, that crate motor all year, um, or, uh, as many shows as he can, at least. Um, and we'll, we'll go from there and hopefully there's some, some others that jump onto the bandwagon, but, uh, I'm, I'm a racer myself. I know that I'm not going to go and buy a motor until I've seen that it's, you know, worth the money and it's, it's going to work. So, um, you know, it's going to be a couple of years to build it up, but. Uh, I think eventually that uh, there'll be a lot of those, um, you know, being purchased and being run uh, on the store for years to come. It's it's an interesting situation for sure. Um, yeah. Because uh, again, I think I think a lot of people are looking at this and saying, like I just did, that you know I've known we we've we've known for a while that something should be done. The problem is. You know, how do you take the plunge? Because you, like I said, you got all these people with these big block motors, and what, you know, what do you do with them if you switch over? And, um, you know, and then of course you've got the diehards out there that say that, um, you know, super modifieds aren't super modifieds without big block motors. Um, and, you know, I, I see the point, but you know, and right. and again, for me, I just want to see the division turn around i mean we're 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 losing cars at a pretty good rate in the big blocks mm-hmm. um you know and isma has been on life support for a number of seasons now you know mm-hmm. th- that's not a new thing and i don't think i'm 
being disrespectful to anyone by saying that. The, the, it, all you have to do is go look at the car counts that ISMA's been putting out at their shows. You know, when you get 10 or 11 or 12 cars, that's not a main division. That's a heat race. Um, yeah. You know, and you can't command a, a $30,000 purse for 12 cars. You just can't. But with that being said, I look at this series and it's like, well, you get, you guys are taking a, a, a big plunge into deep water here. I'm curious, how many, how many, how much support do you have for this? How many, you know, who are some of the cars and drivers that you're expecting out of the gate when, uh, when you open the season at Oxford Plains. Yeah, uh, so it, that's that's been really cool. Um, we've got a lot of big names. Um, we've got uh, two cars from Howie Lane. We've got two cars from Dick Miller. Um, we've got, wow. uh, uh, yeah, we've got Bose. We've got Locke. We've got, I mean, wow. run down the list. Uh, so uh, we've got 16 cars signed up um, really? right now. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, that's what, you know, when we had our meeting, um, we said, you know, if you guys don't want to do this, that, you know, that's fine. If we're, we're all behind you if you want to do it. Um, but, you know, we don't want to hurt Big Block Super Modified Racing. We're not trying to take six cars and, and go run at Oxford and, and just take those cars away from ISMA. You know, that, it, that doesn't make any sense. So we want to make sure that we've got the vast majority of you guys on board. So, um, we said we wouldn't release a schedule until we had 15 cars signed up and we gave them the, uh, a December 21st deadline for that. And we got all the, uh, all the people signed up. So, um, you know, so you'll see McKennedy. Um, I think the only race that he won't make it is the night before the Oxford 250. Um, I believe he's racing a wheel and mod, um, oh, at Langley okay. or something. Um, you know, obviously he's won the last about eight isma races he's competed in so that's you know top of the line um you've got ben sites you've got uh anthony Nisella, obviously same thing with the uh with the wheeling tour with him um you've got like you said we got uh dan Bose. you've got uh bobby timmons uh the third guy right from Wyndham that i'm yep. uh, pretty close with um so you've got people from uh, you know all over the spectrum on you know have won a bunch of races and just getting into it. And uh, that's the big thing that we were talking about with Isma losing cars is, yeah, they're losing cars, but they're also not replacing them. There's nobody new coming right. into the sport. Right. And this is where it's going to make sense for somebody to get into the sport and run our division with that crate motor. It lessens the cost to get involved with it. You know, you've got uh, a, you know, uh, Dave Helliwell, who's going to be racing with us. Um, you know, it makes it, easier for a guy like him that just got into big block supers um to be able to to afford to do it or to have some of his buddies jump up with him it's really interesting i i have to be honest i'm shocked to hear that you've got all those cars and again i don't mean that in a negative way it's just um right. for for all the it goes to prove that all the conversation that you hear back and forth about things at the end of the day, it comes down to who's going to basically, you know, sign, sign the name, sign themselves up and, and go do it. And, um, you've got, you've got most of all, but what three or four of Isma's top cars there that, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know. Um, and, and the other ones have been, you know, reaching out and talking to us. Obviously, you know, we we were very careful with our schedule to try not to 
um, conflict directly with with any ISMA dates. Uh, I believe there is one that uh, for a, for a Michigan race. Um, I think we're racing White Mountain or something. Okay. Um, but it, you just kind of run out of dates in the schedule, especially when we were both so late in getting it out. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, I think you're going to have a lot of those other ISMA cars that haven't necessarily sent in their license form paperwork. Um, that'll come and run with us on a few of our select shows. So, um, you know, I don't expect, you know, with a new series, I don't expect to have, you know, 20 cars every week by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that our big races, I think that Thompson, night before the 250 at Oxford, um, you know, the, a couple of those early season ones before anything's really going on, um, I, I think we could be around that number. It would be nice to see some of the Oswego guys, uh, you know, who would normally. I mean, I the way I the way I look at this, you know, I I've been wanting to see unification for a long time, and mm-hmm. I I was excited that ISMA and, uh, MSS co-sanctioned the um, King of Wings at Oswego, and mm-hmm. um, and are doing the the Michigan deal together. Uh, you know, I would hope we would get to a point here where, again, we could stay off of each other's schedules and cross right. back and forth for the for the betterment of super modified racing as a whole, instead of you know only running this series or only running that one. Right. No, absolutely. There's not right now. There's not enough cars to go around that you could even think about exactly um, con- conflicting dates. Uh, that's that's only going to hurt super modified racing as a whole, and that's ex- exact the exact opposite of what we're trying to do. So, um, you know, we we were very conscientious. Of course, you know, there there's a few on the schedule that um, make it so that there's a lot of racing in one weekend for teams if if they're going to do both. Um, but uh, it, like you said, there's just so many dates on the on the schedule, and um, you know the the thing is 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 my teams are used to that. They're used to double yeah, weekends sure. and, and and things of that nature to try to keep the cost down. So um, I think that I, I really think that it's going to be a successful tour, and you know I, I look forward to, to to working with Isma, and you know hopefully we can build a better relationship even moving forward, and um, you know for for next year be even uh, more on the same page. Go through the schedule for us. I know it starts May 7th at Oxford. Yeah, so we open open up at Oxford Plains Speedway on May 7th. Um, then we're going to hit White Mountain Motorsports Park May 15th. Um, then we're going to go to Thunder Road June 10th, um, which is the uh, first time that big block supers will ever be at uh, Thunder Road. Yeah. And they're going to fly. Uh, it's oh, going to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we'll go back to White Mountain, uh, July 15th. That's that one that um, kind of conflicts with that uh, that Michigan date. Um, and then we've got a Wednesday show at uh, Seekonk um, for the Boston Louis uh, Memorial. Um, then we have the August 27th at Oxford Plains. That's the night before the 250. Um, that one's close. Um, Claremont's running the night before that on a Friday. Uh, we'll be running Saturday. Um, and then we've got Thunder Road, uh, September 30th, and then Thompson to end off the year, um, World Series weekend, October 8th. That's a respectable schedule for yeah. uh, the first time. That's, and you know, it's a good, good we, play to races. You got, I don't think, have Supers ever raced at White Mountain? 
Um, so I had said no. Um, I uh, I do all the press releases and stuff like that, and I uh, I sent everything off um, when we were done putting out the schedule and doing the release, and I had no knowledge of it. Any uh, I couldn't find any stats from it whatsoever uh, or anything on the internet. Um, Chris Mashaw, the owner there, says that uh, a few years ago there was uh, big block supers there, but I oh I, really I, I don't remember it, but. I don't either, but uh, that's interesting. So yeah, you've got it. You got two at Thunder Road, which is great. Um, yep. I mean, you, I think it's a good mix of tracks. Um, yeah, and I think it's it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, you know, I think the key to anything, obviously, is making sure that you promote it well and keep the word out and do as much as you can to entice people to come to the track. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and. Um, I, you know, I, I think if you guys do that and Tom, I've always, I mean, I, I miss the, uh, Tom used to have a series down here in, in the Carolinas, the past South series. And, and I miss that, honestly. Um, you know, he always did a good job with that. I think that as long as you guys, you know, really promote this and if you get, if you start out with 15 or 16 cars and you can, you can build from there and generate new interest in, super modifieds up in that up in that area then you got a chance i mean i don't really know what isma's got going for this year to be honest i haven't really seen anything um from them of a you know a a finished schedule but i think you guys have got a chance here to certainly make an impact and maybe your success will help breed isma's success a little bit and bring them back but i i don't know i mean i it's just an interesting time in the in the big block super modified world right now because i feel like the mss series has done a nice job in their area and and they're uh they put together a nice schedule for this year um you know obviously oswego's oswego but even you know even they've lost you know a couple of cars um and then Isma's just struggled to have any kind of a decent field for the last uh, three, four years at least. So, um, you know, hopefully you guys can can do something good. I mean, I, it's it kind of seemed like it came out of nowhere, and I don't know if that's how you guys intended it or uh, what it was, but it was like it. it I guess it goes to prove that. Uh, you know, social media doesn't pick up on everything because uh, I don't think any word leaked out before you made your announcement. Everybody kind of looked and went, what in the world is this? Well, and that's one benefit of, of working in the, the big block super world as of right now. Um, a lot of these, a lot of the guys that we worked with and we're talking to are a little bit, uh, are, are not on the social media as much. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, that's the thing that, that, you know, a lot of these guys were talking about when we were thinking about putting something together was there's a lot of older guys that are involved with big block super modified racing. And when those guys go away, who's going to replace them? Exactly. Um, so, you know, we had, we had had talks for probably a month, a uh, month and a half before we even had a rules meeting. Um, at that point, we, I think I started a Facebook page and I had like three people like it. Um, just that, that we're coming to the meeting. Um, so, and then, uh, really until we got closer to putting out a schedule, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to put a whole bunch of hype into it and then yeah. realize, oh, Hey, there's only six guys that are interested in this, uh, you know, and fall flat on our faces. So, um, once it really started picking up steam, 
Um, then we started posting the drivers that were signed up and, uh, you know, so I think right now I've, uh, I've gone through like six of the drivers that are signed up and basically once a week we'll go and we'll do a spotlight on, on the drivers that we do have on the roster. And, um, you know, so we're, we're trying to build it. Um, but yeah, it did, it probably, it did seem like it came out of nowhere, but there's a lot of, a lot of thought and a lot of time, um, and, and talking to the right people. Um, you know, Brian Algresso, um, uh, Howie Lane, um, those guys have been very, very huge and, and, and just making sure that we go about it the, the right way and the way to help teams and, and, and to help racers. Um, so that's, uh, you know, they, they were a big part of it. We had a lot of conversations with them and, um, it seems like, uh, as of right now, everything's really moving in the right direction. So I'm really excited. Well, that's great. I mean, it's, it's just, a like I said, it's a very interesting, uh, interesting scenario and an interesting time. Uh, when when that came out, I think it just caught a lot of people off guard. And and uh, after hearing you talk about it uh, and talk about who's going to be involved and um, you know what's you know what's going on with it, I mean it's um, you know you you heard the show with Joey the you know in the last show and I, and I. I totally understand where Joey comes from in the sense Absolutely. that you don't, you know, but um, I, it's kind of one of those things where it's like somebody needs to do something. Otherwise, there won't be any big block super modifieds left eventually. It's just kind right. of that was sort of the scenario. And I feel like even at Oswego, you're kind of looking at, I mean, you know, Doug Daydaro retired and sold the car to Camden Proud, who already races there. So now Camden did sell his car to. Uh, uh, to to Mike Bruce. So hopefully somebody will be racing that car. Um, but well, you, you know the scenario that you you face is if 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 the if as the drivers retire or that you know people sell their cars if they go to other people who already have cars you're not gaining a car count you're you're not gaining a car you're just taking a driver out of one car putting them in another one and um we we need to generate some interest from rookies again. You know, yeah. we need new blood in the division, and we need to make a way for somebody to be able to come out of, um, you know, the small block super modified division, the uh, the 350 type super modified, mm-hmm. and 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 go up to the big blocks, um, and not spend bunches of money. And I think that's, you know, that's really the the struggle is we got to a point with the current super modified car, and I think Isma you know, took this to the extreme, um, you know, we were tw- twisting the heck out of the motors and, and, uh, you know, you you, after a while, you just get a little, I think you get a little big for your britches and you decide this is what we're going to do. And, you know, if somebody doesn't like it, well, that's too bad. Um, right. and then eventually what happens is your car count falls off and, you know, and then you, you go and, and you don't, you know, live up to the hype basically, because, I know it only takes two cars to make a good race, but nobody's going to spend 30 bucks to go watch 10 Supers or 12 Supers run. Um, you know, you've got to right. have some pretense that you're going to have more than that. So, you know, um, I, I I will agree that I think, um, you know, we needed a better Northeast uh, touring product here, but I, uh, I just, and I, I give you guys a lot of credit for, for, for taking the, taking the stand and saying, look, we're going to, we're going to go get a spec motor and we're going to do this. Um, you know, we hope it's going to work. Um, we believe it will now have, have you done anything in terms of I mean, what's the horsepower of the spec motor 
versus the horse. Obviously, we know what the horsepower is of Big Block. What's horsepower of the spec motor? How close are they? Yeah, so um, everything that, that we had online, all the, you know, everything that the packet GM sends you, basically. Yeah. Um, running off of gasoline with a carburetor they send you, um, they say uh, 780 horsepower or whatever. But by the time that you do fuel injection, methanol, and um, all that, uh, I think we're going to be we're going to be more than that, obviously. Um, so, you know, do I think that it's going to be a thousand horsepower motor? <laughs> Probably not. Um, but are you going to be able to notice the difference between uh, between the two of them at Oxford or? Um, you know, White Mountain, Thunder Road, especially. Um, I, I really don't think so. Um, you know, especially with what we're going to do with the gearing. So um, a lot of that is still, you know, we're still doing our homework on that. Um, I think Brian uh, received that motor. Uh, either way, it's it, it, that'll be um, together within the coming weeks and uh, headed out to to go get dynoed and and see what we've really got. So um, we'll know more on that in a little bit, but I think that it's going to be very close. I think I, I don't think you'll notice uh, anything different with the the actual on track racing product. No, that's you know that's the main thing. I mean, I've always said you know even at Oswego, I don't I'd slow them down a second or more. You know, if if I thought it would make the racing better, and you know everybody says, well, the cream would still rise to the top, and it's like, well, if it could be better racing and better competition, then you know, to me it makes sense. But um, so I really am intrigued. I I have to say to see how this how this goes and um it interests me that uh you've got so many of the top people in new england behind you with it and mm-hmm. i obviously know tom's uh track record of success with with the things that he does and i will look forward to i mean this show is open to as much coverage of what you're doing up there as you're willing to allow us to have you know winter views top three after the races um you know send us the audio and we'll 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 run it on the next show um you know that type of thing i mean those are things that uh, we love to do as long as uh, somebody gets us the stuff we we're more than happy to to put it out there for the fans you know, and that's the that's the cool thing. I used to race myself, um, just basically uh, uh, pass modified. Basically, it's an open tired yeah. street stock, and I ran some super late model stuff and things like that. I've kind of gone into semi retirement, so this is this is my main racing gig now. So, um, okay, you know, the, I I don't know of a lot of um, obviously I'm not the, the the figurehead of the division, um, but uh, if anybody's got any questions or anything like that. Give me a shout. Um, you can find all that information, my information on ProAllStarSeries.com. Um, and, I, I, you know, I'll send you all that information. That's uh, a huge thing. A huge problem with really short track racing across the country is that we don't use uh, people like you, podcasts and, and media, to its full advantage. So um, you can bet that I'll uh, – <laughs> I'll be bugging you a lot with uh, with with the results and and the winners and and uh, you know I've got uh, a little voice recorder that I've had with me for every interview that I've done and so we're we're gonna Perfect. try to get as much content out there as we can and um, you know try to try to really put our best foot forward with this and and you know so far everything seems to be going pretty good and I, I think we're gonna have a great season and and I, I think it's gonna turn into something really great for years to come too this isn't just gonna be a one off deal. 
um, you know, this is this is going to stick around for yeah, a long time up here in New England. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited to see it uh, get started this year, and like I said, it'll be intriguing to see how it goes, uh, and we'll look forward to catching up with you again uh, as we get a little further into the spring and get closer to the opener, Spencer. And anytime you've got if you've got a major sponsor announcement or anything like that that you'd like to uh, get out there, just uh, reach out and let me know, and we'll we'll help you with it. You know, we try to keep the fans informed as much as we can, and uh, certainly wish you the best and uh, look forward to talking to you again here as we get closer to the season opener. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited. Really appreciate you having me on. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we're uh, going to talk a lot more here. I think we've even got uh, a few big announcements coming up uh, probably within the next week or two as well. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we'll look forward to hearing about them. And like I said, uh, we'll we'll have you back on if needed. So, that is uh, Spencer Morse from the New England uh, Northeast Big Block Super Modified Series. And we'll be back with more of The Groove right after this. Okay, folks, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors here on Inside Groove, Indie Performance Composites. They're a premier composite design and manufacturing company creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Jeff West and his team are amazing. They do all kinds of work in the motorsports industry from dirt tracks to NASCAR to IndyCar, super modifieds. It doesn't matter if you've got something that you need designed or fabricated. Let them help you transform your idea, your vision and your budget into a workable, high performance solution. They have all kinds of services from 3D printing to finishing services, end-to-end composite solutions is what they are. Check them out, ipcindy.com or indieperformancecompositesinc.com and tell them that the folks from Inside Groove set you. Welcome back to Inside Groove and... We found Camden proud after months of not being able to talk to Camden because, well, he wasn't in the country. Um, Camden is back, and um, gosh, it's good to have you back on the show, Camden, and <laughs> some some pretty exciting news you've got for 2022. You've got a new race car, the former Coloca Daidero number three. Uh, you got to be pretty stoked coming into the 2022 season at Oswego. Yeah, thanks, Tom. It's great to be back on U.S. soil and to get to chat again. And um, my garage looked different when I came back home. <laughs> I guess a lot kind of transpired when I was away. So <laughs> um, we're, we're pretty darn excited for the coming season. You leave the country for a couple months and look what happens. I, I guess I should leave more often. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Every time you leave, a new car shows up. Uh, yeah. You'll, uh, if, if you leave again and leave a few more times, you'll end up like Rich Worth and have one of everything in your garage. Okay, maybe I shouldn't leave yeah, so much. Yeah, don't, don't, don't leave quite so much. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, it, it, look, I mean, this is a huge step for you. I mean, we, we've talked before about, um, you know, your, you, your race car, which that, has I mentioned Rich Worth, your race car is in proximity now to Rich Worth, your former race car. We'll get to that in a minute. But, um, you know, that this is obviously a huge step for you. How did this all come about? Well, um, 
we were kind of looking to upgrade at the end of last year and just didn't really know what direction we were going to go. Um, we just kind of asked around and we're thinking about what cars might come up for sale. And um, I've gotten really close to Doug Didero and John Coloca over the past few years, uh, starting my career in supers. And um, they've both been an immense help to us. And um, I was actually just sitting at home one day out of the blue and Doug called me and said, Hey, I'm going to retire. Um, which of course I was disappointed because I'm a big fan of Doug's and, and watching him. And, yeah. um, so that was too bad. Um, and he asked me to list his car, which I did. Uh, I, I listed it in Facebook marketplace. And then right after I did that, I, I talked to my dad about it a little and, um, we spend a lot of time down at John's shop. So I had been around this car quite a bit and, um, tried to just go down and, and check it out a little bit more than we had and, and sit in there and um, didn't mess around with it too much. It's it's a small cockpit, and, and Doug's a pretty small guy. So yes, he is. Um, we, we had kind of just forgot about it when I, when I left for Norway. And uh, Doug figured out a way to get in touch with me when I was over there and asked if I could post it again and and say reduced. And so we let it sit for a couple more weeks. And then I, I said, geez, dad, I mean, do you think that we should, you know, talk to Doug a little bit more and, and, and maybe go for this, see if we can make him an offer. And, uh, so we, we spent a lot of time on the phone with Doug and, and just trying to figure things out and ended up with a great deal on the car that we couldn't refuse. And, uh, he's been an incredible help to us uh, with this transition already, getting it in the shop. And um, I've been home now and got all fitted up in it. And uh, all that's worked out well. So uh, I just I couldn't be any more excited. So now does this come with Doug and John's assistance? I mean, I'm sure Doug's not going to be at the track with you uh, every week or, you know, maybe at all. But because uh, he lives down here. But you know, what about John? I mean, what, what, uh, cause I, I can imagine that, uh, there could be a lot of knowledge gleaned with you getting in and out of the car and John helping you and your dad and the rest of the, the group there, uh, with feedback on what changes to make, et cetera. I think I know John is, is looking to do some more racing with his 41 car with, with Russ on the Isma tour and also the new series that they oh, have okay. started out in new England now. Um, so he'll have a pretty busy year. I, I know he also helps Danny Connors out quite a bit. Um, I mean, the guy helps everyone. I mean, to me, he's really one of the unsung heroes in, in super modified racing. He does so much behind the scenes to yeah. help so many people Yeah, and has done so much for us and is already helping with, with this car. And I know that he plans to uh, whenever he can this summer, but just to have John and Doug to lean on their expertise and knowledge is is something that's going to be really beneficial to us, I think. And that means a lot to have them in our corner. What has Doug talked to you about so far with relation to the transition between the two cars? You know, we haven't talked too much about the, the driving setup aspect of it yet. Um, I've been home a week, so really the biggest thing was getting me in the car and, and making sure I can fit. Um, because if I sit straight up in the thing, my, my head sticks out of the cage. So um, <laughs> we had to, <laughs> that, that was kind of the initial concern and why we said this, this isn't going to work, but it was just one of those deals where I sat in it for five minutes and got out and said, okay, let's move on. But um, like I said, we ended up getting a good deal on the car and 
Um, my dad was working on it when I was away and uh, came home last Saturday night and sat in the car on Sunday and um, got myself down in there, moved some things around in the cockpit. And I, I actually fit really well. I think the only thing we're going to have to do is uh, move the brake pedal and, and just get me fit to the cockpit a little bit with the, with some padding and, and, you know, the little things like that. But sure. I was really pleased with how I was able to essentially sit right in it and be perfectly comfortable. I was pretty surprised actually. Well, that's great because that's obviously the first most important thing is that you actually fit in the car properly and feel like you fit in the car properly because, you know, if you don't, then the ergonomics start physically tiring you out. Um, right. You know, and obviously you don't want to be falling out of the seat. So, um, you know, that's the first thing to, to get past. But uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of time for you and Doug to, to talk and, you know, to talk about some of those differences in setups and driving from your car to the new car. Because I'm sure, I mean, I think a lot of fans think, well, a super is a super, but really everyone is different and especially your car was a much older car so this new car that you have is you know everything is it's kind of like you know going to a completely modernized updated race car and i'm sure there are going to be some differences in the way it handles i think so yeah it it is yeah it is uh it's kind of like modernizing what i'm doing and what we're doing as a team um you know, that was a great starter car for me. Um, it, we, I think that we lost a lot last year uh, with the wicker change. It, it took away a lot of downforce for us, and we were never really able to chase that because of all the mechanical problems and um, really just a waste last year. It was unfortunate, but um, it, it did us well. And um, a car like that, we were looking to purchase it and get our feet wet. And I think that we had a good rook year, and it did exactly what it was supposed to for us. And and now this is like the golden opportunity for me. I, I personally feel like um, just brand new equipment, no expense spared, um, beautiful stuff from top to bottom. Yeah. Great spares. Uh, we were able to keep both engines. So we have a spare engine. Oh, wow. Um, That's good. It's, it's really in a good place right now. And um, just want to focus and, and make the most of this opportunity and, and, just learn the car, talk to Doug, talk to John, rely on those guys with the experience that are around me and just put my best foot forward. So where your old car went to Mike Bruce, who uh, (laughs) it's really awesome to watch uh, that operation (laughs) because it seems like they are the most efficient uh, team I've ever seen. As soon as one car moves out, another car moves right in to replace it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what is the plan for uh, Goldilocks now that uh, Mike Bruce has it? Is it going to be a super, a three fifty, or do you do you even know? I think it's going to be a three fifty. Nice. Um, initially, they were looking at it as an Isma super for uh, John Nicotra's, uh series at Oswego. Oh, okay. And uh, according to Rich Worth's post the other day, I'm not sure exactly. I haven't talked to them, but he he put out there that they were going to make it a 350, um, which which is great. Um, I think that'll be a fantastic 350 car. I agree. Um, I think with the right changes and a few more upgrades, it can still be a very good big block car. Um, I kind of would have liked to see it stay big block, but I know that no matter what it is, Mike Bruce and, and that whole team, those guys are phenomenal and they'll give it a good run either way. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So with all that being said, 
you know, again, uh, as you say, a lot's happened since you've been away. And John's series is one of those things that kind of developed, uh, I think, or at least matured while you were over in Norway. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And and um, will you guys entertain the idea of maybe putting a wing on with the car that you have now and, and taking a shot at it? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think the first one, but we're going to look at July and August. Uh, we purposely didn't sell the wing uh, for our old car for that oh, reason. Okay. Um, we really want to support this deal. Um, I've been super impressed with what John is doing and, and, you know, he's managed to get a lot of sponsors on board for this race. And, yes. Um, for these races, I should say. And it, it seems like it's going to be a really cool deal with the purses they're paying out to start money, a phenomenal point fund, uh, all three sanctions working together, Oswego, Isma, MSS. It's, I mean, that's a big deal. I'm, I'm really excited for all the super modified teams and, and also the super modified fans that, that can come to a swiggo and um, you're, you're going to see the best from, from all three, like I said. So I'm super excited to hopefully go out and be a part of it. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I mean, the, the King of Wings was fantastic last year and this feels to me like it should be, you know, even a, now you've got three right in, in a lot of money. So, you know, I feel like we've kind of removed the a lot of the obstacles that that uh you hear drivers and teams talk about well you know it doesn't they they don't pay a big enough purse well these three shows do um you know there's a point fund for just this series so you know again if 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 you're gonna run a, a limited schedule these would be the three races to run um and it's the top wing setup now again i guess uh you know, there's always the ongoing debate, right, between the top wing and the tail wing. And, can, okay, the Oswego guys, can they put the top wing on and be competitive, blah, blah, blah. Well, look, there are three big money super shows. Let's go race them. I mean, you right. know, and and so I would like to see, you know, 25 to 30 cars at least for these shows. And I, I hope that more of the winged teams, top wing teams, will you know will support them so i i i love what john has done and 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 everybody that's working with him um to to make this this series happen so i hope that um it has the kind of success that that john wishes for it and and that john deserves and the and the group uh deserve for the work that they put in um what else do we know i mean obviously uh we're gonna have a classic and uh you know we're gonna have uh um we we got the um, we got, I think, a number of Jody London shows coming back. Um, I'm going to have Jody on a future show here to talk about what he's got going on. But uh, um, sounds like he'll be back with a few shows. What do we What do we know about the Oswego Speedway season for next year that you can talk about? Well, I'm really excited for for Jody. I'm glad you mentioned that, that the sport mod race was able to find its way back on the schedule. Yes. Um, After what's happened with COVID and then a tire shortage this past season. Man, uh, that race has a lot of potential. Sure does. I I sure hope it'll go off without a hitch in in 22. I'm I'm sure that it will. Um, And he's already hard at work to make the DLM bigger and better than ever as he is every year. Yes. And sounds like Saturday of classic weekend is, is going to come with a interesting stock car twist to it as well. I don't know too many details on that yet, but 
Uh, Jody's going to have an announcement out soon on his yeah. uh, GTR promotions page about that. So um excited that he's a part of it, his whole staff. They're all great people. Um, he's been a blast to work with, and I've enjoyed getting to know him. And um happy that happy that those divisions, the Modifieds and the Superstocks, have, have found their way back to Oswego in the past few seasons. Yeah, and I, um, you know, I wonder if we'll see the um, the compact cars about what he's wanting to do for Saturday of Classic Weekend with the Super Stocks. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited about it, um, and uh, hopefully we'll have, like I said, we'll get him on here um, very soon, and he can share details. But um, it's uh, it's definitely definitely nice to have Jody in the mix. He's a hardworking promoter and, and the, the shows, I mean, the DLM is, is just an absolute, it certainly belongs on the classic weekend schedule. It is a classic. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a great race every year. I'm happy for the sportsman race to come back as well, because I love those cars. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that gets well attended. What else have we got going on that you can talk about as of now? I can't recall how much we've talked schedule yet, but I think it's cool. Uh, just right at the start of the season, opening night, they're bringing back the Port City title, um, doing the whole Port That's City right. 150 yeah. thing on the That's 28th. Right. Yeah. Um, I wish it was with the Modifieds, but Me too. I think it's really neat how they've combined, you know, doing 75 for the Supers and sure. 40 for the SBS, 35 for the 350s. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I think they were hoping to get another NASCAR date this year and uh, weren't able to I think it was a scheduling conflict from what I understand. They just weren't able to work out another date. So I hope that that's something that can be done again in the future. Yeah, that would um, be fun. The relationship with Oswego and NASCAR has been fantastic the last few years. And uh, of course the NASCAR mod's going to headline Saturday of classic weekend again and yep. um, wait for more news on a support divisions. You got the three ISMA MSS Oswego super shows um, a full slate for the Oswego Supers. The 350s are on the schedule a lot more this year. Uh, Ten races for the SBS. It's again, it's going to be another fun year um, and a nice variety. And that's something that, quite honestly, we we kind of lacked before the last year or so. We weren't really seeing so much of the super stocks and midgets and modifieds. And now to kind of bring those back into the fold, in addition to the supers and SBS, I think that that's a really enjoyable schedule for the fans to take in. And again, every week is a special event. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I see, I like, I, I never thought that the super stocks were, the were a good weekly class, but I love seeing them a few times a year. And cause I think it makes it special and it breaks the schedule up a little bit. And it's obviously it's a treat for them. Um, you know, the, the, the sportsmen, we had the compact cars last year. Um, it, it, I don't know that, uh, you, you didn't mention any of the midget stuff, so I don't know what the status is there, but you know, this past year in 21, we had an awful lot of variety on the schedule and it'd be nice to see, you know, at least uh, many of those divisions back. And it sounds like that's going to happen. And of course we didn't have the sportsman race. So, um, you know, hopefully that will add even more, but, uh, sounds like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's another big season coming up at the big O. Yeah, it is. And, uh, the classic Saturday, that's kind of a wait and see deal still. Um, sure. I mean, I thought the midgets put on a good show. Um, the compacts, <laughs> that was crazy racing. It was, it was pretty much a dead heat at the line oh, at yeah. the end of that race. So, uh, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and 
I guess just looking forward to to seeing what what Chuck's going to do with with that portion of the weekend, and uh, we'll wait and see. And uh, going to be opening up things here uh, in the next few weeks, as we did last year. The speedway kind of took a break around the holidays, November, December, and um, I know Paul's going to open up the registration here for all the classes in the next week, and then that'll start to begin with the the Facebook and Twitter posts firing up again with some registrations and, you know, press releases, driver news, team news for the Good. season. Um, sponsors coming on board for races. So there should be a lot more activity here uh, really starting in the next week. Well, looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, it's uh, as we record this, uh, it is actually, I'm looking out my window in North Carolina and it is, Snow, sleet, and freezing rain. So, um, looks a lot like oh. a swiggo outside my window right now, actually. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I can, I can appreciate the winter break that, uh, the Speedway takes, but, uh, definitely excited to hear that, uh, we're going to start getting some announcements and some things coming out and uh, build anticipation for the big opening day Port City event, uh, which I'm thrilled they brought that back because uh, that was always, um, and the, the thing is, it wasn't always opening day. Uh, it, it started, I think, that way, and then it got to a point where we had, um, you know, we had uh, one race it, earlier, and then I think we might have had a week off, and then the, the Port City was always Memorial Weekend. And so, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah it, uh, kind of changed around a little bit. I remember the one year, <laughs> one year in the seventies, the port city got rained out. I think it rained out once they rescheduled it. Well, no, I think the first time it rained out, they actually had it on like a Tuesday. Um, and, uh, a whole wow. bunch of us had racing fever. We, we all had to miss school because we, we got sick. <laughs> and uh, obviously the school district wasn't very happy with that. Uh, so uh, I don't think they did that again. But there was one year, I think I remember that one of the portions, I think it was the super modified portion, rained out like two or three times before they finally got it in. So just, uh, oh, no kidding. yeah, just uh, back in the 70s, there were some, some, some crazy times with rain in the Port City race. But um, glad to see that that's uh, back on the schedule again. And look forward to the season, man. And then you got a lot to look forward to as well. You got a winning race car underneath you now. Yeah, it's it's obviously a great piece. Um, really nice upgrade for us. But uh, it's all a matter of what we do with it. It's a great car. And, and now really it, it's up to me. And um, ultimately it's up to me and um, my team, my dad and I just getting you know acclimated to it. And yep. um, I'd imagine that it's going to take a couple of weeks to do that. But really um, at the beginning of the season, I, I expect to be running a lot better than we were and, and, and in contention. I mean, that's ultimately our goal is, uh, yeah, we want to go and win races, but um, we just want to be competitive. I mean, that's always been our ultimate goal in, in racing at all, let alone at Oswego Speedway, is to just be a good, strong, competitive, super modified team. And I truly believe that this car and the people we have around us, um, I think that's going to give us the chance to do that this year. I'm sure it will, and uh, I have great faith that you can put it up front and win with it and look forward to seeing that happen. Uh, so it's mid-January. You've been back uh, in the Big O for about a week. How long are you home before you go back to Norway again? Uh, kind of up in the air. Um, my girlfriend has some time off school, so she's going to come visit us here for a month. She's oh. flying in in a few nights, so 
Um, it's actually the first time she's been here in two years, so that'll be really nice. Nice. Um, going to take some time to work on the car, do the motorsports expo, see some indoor racing, and just kind of get everything in order, and then maybe go back around Easter for a month, and um, I guess get the apartment ready for the summer, and uh, spend some time with a girlfriend and her family, and then uh, she's going to fly back with me for the summer, so I'm happy to oh, have wow. her here for race season this year. Well, there you go. Well, uh, yeah. busy few months coming up for you. Are you going to keep the car white? I think so. Yeah, I think we will. Um, I actually love the whole graphic scheme on it. Yeah. Um, DC's designs, they did a phenomenal really job did. on that. Yeah. Um, might just peel the three and the sponsors off and put a 54 on and stick our sponsors on and call it good i think the car looks great yeah it really does it always was a sharp looking car and of course we're gonna miss doug because doug was one of the best and right up to you know his final race he was uh he was contending to win and so um you know definitely gonna miss his presence and uh hope we can get uh a couple rookies into the field and get uh, the car count up a little bit but uh you know, going to be a big season no matter what at the Oswego Speedway. And Camden, great to talk to you again. And um glad you're you're back in the country for at least a little while. So uh look forward to uh, some more regular conversations while you're here, at least, to help us keep up with all the uh, announcements that are going on. Yeah, me too, Tom. We'll definitely be keeping in touch the next couple months. Sounds good. All right, that is Camden Proud. And we'll be back with more of The Groove right after this. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to The Groove. I hope you enjoyed the interviews with uh, both Spencer Morse and Camden. That was, uh, those were fun to put together. Spencer definitely is an interesting guy. And I think he, you know, whether or not you think this new series is good or bad or whatever your opinion may be of it, uh, I think Spencer is the right guy to speak of it and speak for it because Again, uh, a lot of knowledge there and very interesting perspective on what's going on with uh, the new series. So, heck, I wish him luck. I I hope it works out, and I hope that uh, Danny Sewell will take Isma and bring it back to its uh, former glory or at least uh, something close to it. I mean, you know, I just want to see big block supers flourish. So whatever it takes to get that done I'm all for it. So hope you enjoyed those. Um, okay, let's talk number 88, shall we? Because that's kind of an interesting number, I feel like, in the history of super modified racing. And those of you who've been listening to this show a while, you know how this deal works. Um, I don't, uh, I don't sit and write a list. I don't. Uh, I know that uh, I've had a couple different people actually send me lists of numbers you know, who's driven what car, you know, like 04 or whatever it, it would be. Um, I don't want those. Um, <laughs> the whole idea of this is it's a brain teaser for me and it gets conversation going for you guys. That's why I do this. So um, I appreciate uh, those of you who have 
uh, sent me lists or, um, you know, groups of lists, but, uh, you know, and, and I, I appreciate the work that you put into those. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't research these things. I try to, when I talk about who drove what number, it comes straight out of my head in the moment when I'm doing, you know, this segment. So, um, (laughs) I appreciate y'all providing me with the, uh, encyclopedia of drivers and numbers, but, um, I have more fun just thinking about it, uh, in the moment. And, you know, I always, I never get them all. So, uh, it's always fun to see the ones you guys come up with, but, uh, that I missed. So, uh, 88, um, I feel like the first 88 that I remember from my earlier years back in the seventies was Johnny Casey. I think he was the first 88, uh, that I remember. And of course I'm sure there were 88 feels like it'd be a common number. So, um, I think that probably there would have been some in the sixties. I'm going to guess that I'm sure you'll all come up with and that's great. Uh, but the first one that I remember, I think was John Casey and, um, that was, cause I started going in 73 now. And I think it was in 72, maybe that Mike Losher, I think ran his 88 in the super. Now, the irony of this is both of those, I believe were Holinsky chassis, if I remember correctly, because the, uh, let's see the, the, the 88 that Losher drove, I think was 66. I don't remember the name of the guy who owned it, but I think Red Barnhart drove it. And then he was, he either left or was let go or whatever. And they, Mike Losher came in and I think he was 88. And then Johnny Casey had, I believe it was one of the Cheney 19s or the Cheney 19 John bought and John ran his 88 and then Cheney bought back that KC car. And I think he ran it as 88 while he had it, uh, at least for the 70, what season five, maybe I'm guessing. And I think that, uh, 88 that Losher drove, is the one that became the Ronnie Wallace. Well, it became the, the Dick Rayner Roscoe town 29 first. That was in 74, I think for Mark Letcher and then Ronnie. Yeah. And then, uh, in 75, for whatever reason, they made it 76 for Ronnie Wallace. I, I don't know what was behind that number change. I always wonder about those things. Like, why did you, they were actually like celebrating the bicentennial a year early and he won a track championship and then didn't run as well in 76, the year that the car matched the year. It was kind of funny. Um, but, uh, so after Casey and Cheney and that car 88, we had, uh, actually Jimmy Champagne used 88 as his backup number a couple of times. And I, and I think, uh, yeah, that was the number Maynard Troyer had on the the old Wedge Roadster when he drove it for Jimmy in the 77 Classic, I think it was. Um, and then I believe maybe, um, gosh, I don't, the next 88 that I want to say I remember is Kevin Lyons. 
but I have to think I'm missing somebody. But that's the next 88 I remember is Kevin Lyons. Now, the Champagne 88, I think the only, other than Jimmy and Maynard, I don't think anyone else actually ran a Champagne car as 88 when Conium drove the rear engine in the Classic. It was six. Um, I think Kevin Lyons might have been the next 88. I think Willie Stutzman at first was 88. Um, and then went to 86 because, oh gosh, the blue 88, Bruce Budnick, who had, I could not possibly, um, oh my gosh, uh, Jamie Moore, Mike Osite, um, I think Rebel Jackson, Jim Cheney, I think even maybe ran for him at Oswego, possibly. Um, oh boy, there were just so many. Maybe one of the, I think Joey Payne, maybe. Maybe one of the Sacconis. I don't, gosh, Bruce had so many drivers, I don't remember them all. Um, I think Scott Heil, maybe, but I don't know about Oswego. I can't remember trying to remember who ran that car, but there were, there were just so many drivers in that car. Um, probably some, some of you could, uh, have a field day just with all of Bruce's drivers. Um, <laughs> let alone just the ones that ran a swigo with the car. But, um, so that would have been the other 88 is Budnick. And then of course, Randy Ritzkis, um, ended up running, I think 88, 88, um, I don't remember what car would that have been. I, 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 I know I want to say he ran 88. I can't remember in my head. Maybe it was the Durant car 88 when he drove it. Maybe that's what it was. Um, golly. Um, my mind used to work a lot better than this three or four years ago, but, uh, at any rate, I think Randy had Randy ran an 88 somewhere along the line. Um, and gosh, is there an 88 now? There probably is, and somebody, I'm going to be embarrassed when somebody points it out, but I'm trying to remember. Uh, Golly. But there have been a number of them, and again, like I said, an interesting number over the years, I feel like. So many drivers and different, you know, cars numbered 88, and some of them multiple stints, and, um, you know, obviously Jimmy Champagne with the 88, whenever uh, he would run the the backup car whichever car was the backup you know it would be 88 did that a few times Maynard running it uh that was that was cool to see Maynard in the car that year I remember um I remember that Maynard they they weren't sure um trying to remember who the other there was Maynard and somebody else I, I feel like that were kind of being rumored and it ended up being Maynard. I think Maynard put his own motor in it, if I remember. And he did pretty good in that classic for, for never having driven a super before. I think Maynard showed his, his driving capability because I think he was in the top five when, uh, I think Jimmy broke or got in a crash or something. And, and, um, and Maynard, uh, they called Maynard in during a red flag, which was (laughs) that, that, prearranged deal that Jimmy and Maynard had. And of course then Maynard, um, they couldn't get the small pit gate open fast enough for Maynard to dash through it out to the parking lot, to his car and take off to Fulton where he was hoping to be able to jump at the modified and run the feature. So he jumped the fence 
in the first <laughs> over by where the men's room is and uh, took off into the wind and went all the way to Fulton just to uh, be told by Bob Benway, sorry, you didn't, you didn't qualify through the heat, so you can't run the feature. So I think Maynard was leading. I don't know if it was Nero or maybe it was just outlaw points at Fulton, but I think he was leading the standings or he was in the in the hunt anyway with the modified. So that was the arrangement they made was if something happened to Jimmy's car, they would make the swap and Maynard would take off. But um, that was fun. And, uh, you know, I remember Kevin, the 88 Kevin Lyons too. And I, I don't know, Kevin, uh, Kevin ran a while and then just stopped. And I know that he had, he had a daughter that was a, an ice skater or a figure skater. And, um, a potential Olympic Olympic athlete. Um, I don't really know what the end result of all of that was, but I think that might have had something to do with Kevin's career being shortened a little bit just because of the expense of all of the traveling and the lessons and the coaching and whatever. Everybody talks about how expensive racing is, but really any of that stuff, tennis, any of it, if you're running around the country playing tournaments or you're, you know, maybe the, the racket's cheaper than the race car, but it's still expensive to uh, compete at a high level in any sport in this country. And um, especially I would think if you want to be an Olympic athlete that I would guess that would be a lot of money. Um, So, you know, again, some, some interesting stories behind the 88 Stutzman is Willie Stutzman was just one of those characters that dot the landscape of, um, of our lives and, in this case, in motorsports, a sport full of them back in those days, I might add. And and there's still some around today, but um, Willie was just a great guy and, and, you know, always look forward to seeing him compete uh, and uh, just a lot of fun. So there you go. So there's some, uh, some ammo for you for the 88. I'm sure there's about 15 drivers that I missed, uh, especially in the Budnick car, because that was always a revolving seat. I really liked Bruce. He was a nice guy and um, always had nice-looking cars. So uh, there you go. If uh, if I missed any, just uh, you know what to do. Drop them in the comments and um, have some fun with that. But, uh, man, hard to believe. Uh, first show coming to an end already for 2022. Again, I hope you enjoyed it. We've got uh, several interviews in the can already, so the next couple shows are set. We, we've got more scheduled, so we're off to a good start here. Um, this is has been episode 88. We'll have episode 89 uh, next time around. So I uh, look forward to seeing you or talking to you on our next episode. Thanks again to all of our sponsors, Rich Worth, JNS Paving, uh, we'll talk about uh, what's going on with that group on the next show. Uh, Robbie Bruce will be one of our guests on that show. So uh, we'll talk about uh, talk about Rich and his group a little bit. Also want to thank Sean Cathcart and uh, the staff from Skip's Fish Fry and uh, LaGraff's Pub. And last but not least, certainly Jeff West and the folks from IPC Indy. Thanks to all of you and thanks to all of you for listening. Again, please share. Important that you share the show. We always want to get some new fans uh, and new people into Super Modified Racing. So you taking a minute to share it on your wall and um, let all your friends uh, listen to it. Hopefully, maybe something uh, gets them excited enough to look further into Super Modified Racing and check out everything that uh, it has to offer and Oswego Speedway and Isma and the new series and MSS and all of that. So um, 
Again, thanks for listening, folks. Have a safe week, and I look forward to talking to you on the next Inside Groove. Until then, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening. So long. You've been listening to Inside Groove, powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Find them on the web at www.ipcindy.com. Inside Groove is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.